Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, and welcome to episode 118 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here, as always, with Michaela. And Michaela, uh, a little-known comic book character uh, by the name of Ant-Man, came to our movie theaters, our TV screens, all the things, in the year 2015. So go through and name off some of your favorite uh, Marvel superheroes, uh, if you will. You got you got your Spider-Mans, you got your Captain Americas, you got your Thors, uh, you got your Incredible Hulks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you know people started to learn about Iron Man because that was a movie. Uh, no one ever really heard of Iron Man until that movie. Uh, oh, but, then, but then, but then you keep going down, right? And then you, you get to Ant Man, uh, Stanley creation. Uh, but every, everyone, everyone was on board. Ant Man, Paul Rudd. Oh yeah, I mean Paul Rudd is a is an amazing actor, and he's part vampire. I'm convinced of it. I uh, think he's like. 357 years old and he still looks 26. I don't know how he does it. Uh, if he's got a skin cream line, he needs to tell people. Um, yeah. Ant-Man really good. Um, good kind of first, it really interesting kind of, um, new age, a way of looking at a superhero too, because this guy, uh, if you don't know anything about Ant-Man spoiler, we're going to talk about all the things before this movie. Um, he is a criminal, right? Like he gets out of jail. He's had a failed marriage. He has a daughter who he hasn't seen because he was in jail. And he's, you know, working at like a Baskin Robbins. <laughs> you know, he's not, um, he is not like Tony Stark, who's a millionaire philanthropist, right? Um, mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. is, you know, kind of trying to stay on the straight and narrow. And, and yet he gets picked up uh, and he, he meets the Pims, who were the original Hank Pym was the original Ant-Man from years and years ago and uh, goes on this adventure of getting smaller, getting bigger. And it's all about, you know, uh, getting, you know, using the strength of an ant. Do, doing ant stuff. That's all. Doing that's ant all stuff. he is. That's all he's about. Scott Lang is is a criminal that can do ant stuff now. And yeah, that is our superhero that we we're being introduced to. So, uh, yeah, 2015, this thing comes out. There's the sequel, Ant-Man and the Wasp. We're introduced to the Wasp in 2018. And then just this year in 2023, we get Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Quantumania. And that is what we were talking about today, Michaela. But before we go in, into this, I need a drink for sure. So uh, why don't we take a quick break and we will whip something up uh might be a shot i don't know i keep telling michaela not to do those but we keep doing them anyway so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back to whip up this week's cocktail another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
So uh, Brian is right, and I'm sorry. Uh, we are doing a shot. Um, it's really cool looking. Um, we're uh, going to call it the Quantum Realm because it looks really cool. Um, I saw a picture of this, and I was like, how are we going to make it? Because it is all the things that shows up on the preview in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. If you've not seen the preview, it's really cool. There's a lot of purple. There's a lot of, like, space um, cloud looking universe type stuff. Uh, and there's some blue in there. It looks really cool, really eerie, uh, kind of, kind of, kind of weird and, and, and fantastical. And so that's why we picked this. Um, it is a shot and I was hoping that it would be good and that it would, it would be a shot that you would drink and enjoy. Um, we're going to talk about if that worked or not, but, uh, do you want to run through these ingredients or shall I? Uh, yeah, so this shot, yeah, when you send it over my way, it does look delicious. Well, it doesn't look delicious, but it looks very interesting. It has like these striated lines through there. It looks very much like the quantum realm, uh, which is what we are naming this one. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward, simple to put together. These are probably things you have, um, especially if you're into shots, because these four ingredients tend to show up in, I don't know, like 98% of shots, uh, which is why I don't like shots, because none of them are very good. But yeah, Michaela, why don't you uh, throw this one together uh, okay. for us, and then I'll give you my my thoughts on it. Yeah, I'll give you the, the, <laughs> the Brian critique. Um, three quarters of an ounce of peach schnapps. That's right quarter of an ounce of Bailey's. We're doing great so far. Uh, we're going to do a few drops of grenadine and a few drops of blue curacao. So this is a shot that you build, okay? And you're going to do it in the order that I just told you. You're going to start with the peach schnapps. You're going to put the Bailey's in. Then you're going to add the grenadine. Then you're going to add the blue curacao. And then you're supposed to look at it in awe because it's supposed to look really cool. Now, we're not going to show you the picture that we, that we went and found this on. Um, uh, because of copyright. But when I saw this, I was like, this is going to look amazing. This is going to be great. Um, when I made this, Brian, and we made these separately, um, mine ended up looking like a gelatinous mess of brown. <laughs> it did not look, there was no purple. Uh, then I tried to add more red to make it, and nothing happened. It just looked nasty. It did not look like the picture that we were hoping it to look, uh, like, but yours, uh, which you actually took pictures of mm -hmm, for, mm -hmm. uh, for the pod, it looks a lot better than what mine looked like. And lucky, uh, you're so smart. You made it like a shot by shot. So we could see kind of the, the transition <laughs> the progression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, that's right. You have to have to kind of put this thing together. And yeah, like you said, you do it kind of in that order and it kind of builds on itself. Now, the picture that we found had like these long like striations of things. I don't know if they use some like gelatin in there, like peach schnapps base so they could get that picture and make it look really awesome because mine didn't do that either. Mine was still pretty cool looking because it kind of made like these clouds of like this blue and the red and it kind of turned purple and kind of swirled around the glass as I was uh, building it up there. So, uh, yeah, you can you can do that. You can play with it. Um, you know, you probably if you made this 10 times, it would look different, you know, kind of the 10 times as as you're doing it, pouring it over the back of a spoon or using like an eyedropper or, uh, you know, however, however you're doing it. But, yeah, the moral of the story is you put all that stuff into your shot glass, uh, you drink it. Uh, and then you go see Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Quantumania, because that is what we did uh, for sure. So uh, thoughts on the taste of this? Um, I've I've said it a uh, bunch of times, so I'm not going to dwell on a two-fact. I don't really love shots, um, you know, uh, just from, from the standpoint. So I was always kind of destined to not like this that well, but nothing about these flavors really go together. This is just for appearance, for appearance sake only. 
Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I don't know, the peach and the Baileys, like the grenadine and blue curacao, you're just putting a few drops in, so you don't really taste anything but sugar there. Um, mm. I love Baileys, and I like peach schnapps. I did not like this together. Um, I, I'm glad it was a shot because I was able to get it done and then drink something else like water to rinse out the taste of my mouth. Um, this was not my favorite. It wasn't my favorite. I, it was kind of disappointing because it didn't look as cool as I thought I wanted it to look. And it was definitely not a, a flavor that I would do. Um, I like shots, um, but I like them to taste uh, the way they're uh, pleasing. I, I don't like doing shots that are just uh, nasty because as much as I enjoy uh, drinking, I don't think the point is to just drink a bunch of alcohol. So, um, so I'm kind of with you on this one. I, I, um, I was all excited because I thought that this would look super cool and really be um, reminiscent of the world in the quantum realm that the Ant-Man and basically mm -hmm. his entire family gets sucked into, right? Um, but disappointing. And I got to say, it's it's sort of reminiscent of how I felt about <laughs> the movie itself. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that. That's right. We're going to get into that. Um, and we might need another one of your shots, uh, whether it was good or not, to uh, to do that. Uh, you know, just a spoiler warning. So uh, I don't know. Let us know at home if you have any good tips or tricks about building your your shots and getting them to look super pretty, because uh, we could definitely use some help there, at least on this one. And, uh, you know, they can't all be good. 118 cocktails. We're going to have some misses. Uh, and we're not too we're not too proud to admit uh, when we don't have the best drink. That's OK. That happens sometimes. But what we're going to do, Michaela, is we're going to maybe I'll, I'll just go get something else to drink. Maybe Maybe I'll make a Sazerac from the lobby bar this week. Uh, go check that one out. That is yeah, do drink. that. Uh, so I'm going to go do that. So I'll make you one too. We'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back to chat about this week's film, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Spoiler warning for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. If you've not yet seen this film or any of the two Ant-Mans before it, which was Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, you should press pause now. You should go make yourself a shot. No, actually, don't do that. Go make yourself something you're actually going to enjoy, and then you can come back and we can chat about them. Yeah, if you're if you're not familiar uh, with Ant Man, uh, yeah, buckle in because we got a lot of the same people are back for this one. So this was uh, just released uh, very recently, 2023. It was directed by Peyton Reed. Uh, Peyton Reed has directed all three of the Ant Man films now, um, and it stars you know all the people from before. Paul Rudd is Scott Lang, aka Ant Man. Evangeline Lilly is Hope Van Dyne. Uh, aka the wasp and we're bringing in jonathan majors uh who's playing kang the conqueror so uh that's pretty exciting stuff michaela because uh big jonathan majors fans uh here on drink the movies so excited to see him whenever he pops up in things and spoiler warning probably the best part of the movie uh we've got three ant-man so far uh ant-man came out in 2015 ant-man and the wasp came out in 2018 and then ant-man and the wasp quantumania as i just mentioned 2023 uh there have been 31 Marvel MCU movies now, Michaela. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> that's and you can't, a lot. You, you can't have 31 movies without retreading some ground here and there, uh, and that's happened more often than not. But one of the uh, one of the key standouts for me in the MCU was the original Ant-Man 2015. You have Scott Lang. He is just, uh, he's like the some thief. Uh, it's more interesting. It's more of like this heist uh, caper kind of a thing. Uh, I really liked the first Ant-Man. So uh, how did we get from there to here? I'm not sure. <laughs> to be honest. Um yeah. Um so I do love the original Ant-Man. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp I thought was a little less strong 
Um, I don't even remember much about who the antithesis was um, for Ant-Man and the Wasp, but Ant-Man, I do remember it was kind of this, um, this nostalgic view of the Ant-Man, because again, we meet Hank Pym, Hank Pym and his wife, they were the original Ant-Man and the Wasp from like 30 years ago. They've got these Pym particles that make them really small so that they can uh, get into safes and they can get into machinery and they can go and, and you know, save humanity be, being really small and then they get bigger. But if you get too small, you end up in this place called the quantum realm. And it's real bad. In fact, in the original Ant-Man, um, Scott Lang's character actually gets into the quantum realm and we think that he's done for. Um, he says goodbye to his daughter. He tries to save her from being attacked by this giant looking bee thing, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like a yellow jacket thing that's going crazy in her room. It's like the size of a car. And he's like, bye, Cassie, I love you. And he goes down into the quantum realm, but something happens and he's able to get himself back and it's great. But the quantum realm looks like a super scary place where you lose like all sense of time and space and um, because you're just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And we think that uh, in the first film that... Uh, Hank Pym's wife, Janet Van Dyke, has been lost forever in the quantum realm. She's been there for like 30 years, left her daughter Hope, left her husband Hank. They they have a very tumultuous relationship because Hank never told his daughter about what happened to mom. So she thought that she died um, and she didn't die, we thought, uh, because there's no coming back from the quantum realm. However, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, the second one, we see that she's back and uh, sets triggers off a whole set of events uh, in the second film. And so we're kind of smack dab right in at the end of this idea where now the family's together moving forward as a family mm -hmm, unit. Mm -hmm. um, if you're uh, if you've watched all 31 or 30 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, you know that there was a period of time called the blip where for five years, a bunch of people were just didn't exist. And then they did. And, um, uh, you know, so Scott Lang kind of reentered the world and his daughter, who was like six, is now 20 or something. I don't know how they made that math work, but but that's where we are. So we have Scott Lang. We've got his girlfriend, who's Hope Van Dyke. Uh, we've got Hank Pym and his wife, Janet. And then, of course, Cassie. Cassie is in her early 20s, I think. Uh, and she's real sciencey. She's real smart. She's basically looks at the Pym Van Dynes as her grandparents. And uh, she comes up with this really great idea that she's going to build this, I don't know, honing device. <laughs> It's going to talk to the quantum realm. What would be, why, number one, why would you need to do that? Number two, why would you want to do that? I have no idea. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got Cassie Lang, who is now played by Catherine Newton. Uh, so it's a different Cassie Lang, even than we had in the uh, first two Ant-Man uh, films. And uh, yeah, Cassie is uh, prone to getting in trouble. She's having some standoffs with the law. She's learning about, uh, she has her own kind of Ant-Man suit. Um, I don't know who her character is supposed to be going forward, but she's got her own suit, so she's getting into some trouble. And then, yeah, also is apparently a genius now and has built this portal to a quantum realm. I don't know how she got these genius abilities because she is uh, not a, a Van Dyne, so she's not one of these genius people. She is the daughter of Scott Lang and uh, his wife, uh, Maggie. Uh, so uh, she's a genius, though. She builds this thing in the basement. 
Uh, Janet Van Dyne, who's played by Michelle Pfeiffer, says, uh, why are you doing that? That's a bad idea. Don't talk to those people. Uh, you think maybe you would know what's happening in your own basement at your house. But uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, that's what we've got going on right there. Uh, the portal gets opened and everyone is being sucked in to the quantum realm, quantum mania style. So Scott, Hope, Janet, uh, Dr. Hank, Cassie, and a boatload of ants get sucked into the quantum realm. Michaela. That's right. Um, and it looks terrifying it looks nothing like uh what it looked like the first time uh scott lang got in the quantum realm um it's even more scary uh except there's a lot more sound um there's all there's all these wormholes there's a lot of that weird like cosmic looking um space smoke everywhere which was reminiscent of uh what we tried to do in the shots but they land in kind of this universe. So apparently there's this universe inside the quantum realm. And uh, when Scott lands, he is separated. He's separated from his daughter, Janet and Hope and Hank are also separated. Um, and Janet, she doesn't, she's still, she's real mad that this has happened because she did not think that we, this is something that should be done. She spent like 30 years in the quantum realm and she's obviously really worried and scared, but of course doesn't tell anybody why uh, not, not now uh, even though they're there and they're in this crazy place. And they're these weird looking like snail horses. Yes. Yeah. There are snail horses. Um, and yeah, we get to the quantum realm and it's, it's this very, uh, kind of surreal place, right? So you only get about 10 minutes kind of at the start of this film where we're in like the actual real world where Scott Lang's walking around being mistaken, uh, you know, for all the other uh, Marvel superheroes, which is kind of a recurring theme for Scott Lang, never getting the uh, credit that he uh, is so duly deserved for, you know, coming back and uh, figuring out how to save the whole world. So good on you there, Scott Lang. But um, yeah, they get to the quantum realm and then it's just a CGI fest for the, for the rest of this thing. But um, I have to say the, like, the visuals of the way the quantum realm I thought looked pretty good. I thought some of the creature stuff was was a little hit or miss. Like some of the ones that you could tell, uh, there's like a guy who looks like he has like this tube like flashlight for a head. Um, like he always looked really good, but some of the other ones didn't look as good. So I don't, they're just kind of picking and choosing, and maybe that is just a I don't want that's that's the way the quantum realm works. Uh, some people are more high def than other people. Um, I don't know for sure, but uh, yeah, we're, it's basically then a story of reuniting these people and you know janet played by michelle pfeiffer has been down in the quantum realm she was down there for like 30 years or something so she's basically like the queen of the quantum realm everyone knows janet uh janet is the bee's knees according to everyone um and especially to lloyd krylar who is highlight of the movie for me played by bill murray because bill murray is amazing that's right uh and it's really interesting because uh we we meet him um he looks great He's basically being himself. Uh, all the things that are amazing that Bill Murray is, uh, he is in this. And he's like, oh, you look great. Um, oh, this is your husband. That's interesting. And and it starts to get kind of weird because then Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Janet's like, hey, you know, uh, I was down here for a long time. Okay. Like I had needs. And um, I guess one of her needs was to survive. And so in order to do that, um, she had to fight uh, against this person who uh named Kang, who showed up as well. He was kind of a stranger to this land. He was not a quantum realm uh, citizen. And so they mm -hmm, both mm -hmm. they both ended up uh, trying to figure out a way to survive. But Kang, uh, Kang decided to become a conqueror. He's got these weird special powers. Um, he let uh, 
Janet know early on that he had been banished from his other world for some reason. He'd been excommunicated. And, and so he was going to try and build up a following in this world. And he was really cruel. And, and so she had spent a lot of her 30 years kind of building out this, um, rebel uh, alliance, if you will, uh, with people who were going to fight against Kang. And um, this character played by Bill Murray was one of them. Um, however, uh, when she left, because she didn't really get a choice of when and how she left, um, she kind of left uh, all of these people to fend for themselves. And so they're not happy with her because she left. And uh, they all decided to kind of join Kang because they didn't want to die or see their children die. And so uh, now Kang is kind of running everything and Kang is real, real mad at uh, Janet for leaving him alone. And he would really like to open up the quantum realm door again uh, so that he can come out into Earth and mess everything up for us. Because why not? At least that's what we think. Because that is what conquerors do, and uh, Kang is going to do uh, what he does. Yeah, so they're they're kind of separated. They meet Lord Krylar. He's got a ship that they uh, get onto and are off on pursuit of finding Scott and Cassie, who have uh, you know been reunited. Uh, they were only separate there for for just a bit, but unfortunately for Scott and Cassie, they're going to run into uh, Kang first and be taken prisoner. Uh, they're going off to uh, I don't know to the the conquerors lair i don't i don't know what his what his what his house was called but but he's there and uh what kang the conqueror wants is he wants scott to go and steal uh some energy source so he can power up his ship and get out of there um now my question is is you're kang the conqueror you can enslave entire worlds of people you can take over you took over the quantum realm like one second after janet left uh but you need Scott Lang to steal this thing for you. You can't just go take it. You're Kang the Conqueror. Uh, get on with it, man. But that is what Scott is going to do. He is going to be tasked with going to get this thing uh, to save the life of Cassie, uh, who Kang says he will spare uh, if you go steal me this thing. Right. Uh, he also decides to create a uh, kind of a, a killing machine. And we got to talk about this because it's so funny. Um, That's right. Yeah. He, so the rebels are under attack by this thing guy person i i don't know what to call him modok um it's which a mechanized is like, organism designed only for killing yeah there you go and uh he was revealed to be darren cross uh a very weird looking kind of like lord Fawquad version of darren cross from the very first ant-man if you don't know who that is that's the b yellow jacket looking thing that was trying to kill Cassie when she was six in her bedroom. And he, uh, Scott banished him to the quantum realm uh, and he was not able to come back. So he was presumed dead. Not the case. Apparently he was just turned into like a weird Easter egg looking thing. And his mm -hmm, face mm -hmm. is all weird and he just looks different. He's got the same voice, but he just looks he little real arms. strange. L little arms, little legs. He's like, he's like a ball with feet. Anyway, uh, and apparently he can kill anything. I mean, he he's kind of like a Dalek, but even more ridiculous looking. It's <laughs> hard to imagine. That, I know. But just, but just that guy's face. Just that guy's face, though. Yeah. yeah. So um, they, the, what, one thing I do think is kind of neat is that, you know, Darren uh, or Modoc, you know, he 
it starts off being on the side of Kang and then he ends up kind of changing uh, his tune towards the end. Um, and he, you know, he's like, Hey, I, I don't have to be a bad person. Um, I'm sure there's, there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of memes around. Don't be a D word. Um, and, and you don't have to, you know, that that's one of the good things that came out of this is it was a really good way to tell people, Hey, you could have made really bad mistakes in your life. You don't have to, uh, continue to be bad just because you started off that way. You can always change, uh, your mind. I thought that was a really good lesson for the kids at home that are going to mm -hmm. watch this mm -hmm. over and over again um ugh, very strange uh way to do it but yeah so uh <laughs> so there's this big battle at the end um i mean <laughs> it's weird it's, just, i mean weird this is gonna be the shortest this. this is gonna be the shortest podcast we've ever done Give this, uh, give this some due. So yeah, Modok, Modok is great. He's pretty funny. Um, I thought uh, he looked pretty good, kind of, kind of that. Even though it's just a big, weird egg-shaped uh, version of, um, of Darren there. But Modok was was pretty good, and he has kind of a little bit of a, a character journey. Uh, you get some nice stuff with uh, Scott and Cassie. Some good uh, daddy daughter uh, relationship building kind of things. As you know, they're they're talking through, right? And you still have some trauma, you know, when you get blipped out and you're just gone for five years and your kid grows up. That's that's sad, and you're trying to do some reconnecting there. So a little bit of that happens, but mostly what happens is, uh, you know, Scott is just tasked with stealing this thing, and and he goes and he ends up going to some other kind of uh, part of the quantum realm where all possibilities are are able to exist so there turns out to be like a million of these little scott langs you don't know which one is the real one um i thought that this was a big missed opportunity i kind of like the idea that you go into this i don't know pit or whatever he fell into that had like just unlimited possibilities but they were all exactly the same except one of them had the baskin robbins shirt on but everyone else looked exactly the same they couldn't have uh, changed up the costume or changed up the size or the look or anything it was just Dude, like a million of the same same one they spent all one. the cgi on making modok they needed to make the egg with feet True. and arms they True. had to <laughs> place they, they couldn't do everything man they couldn't they, do everything they didn't have they didn't have the uh, color palette available but yeah i would have liked uh i would have liked a little bit more from that section like i like i said i thought it was neat but i thought it would have been more neat had there been different variants of scott which I thought kind of was the purpose of that happening, but uh, long story short, uh, gets the thing. Uh, Kang thinks that it's his now, but uh, not before a portal gets open back up because uh, luckily we've got Janet uh, back on our side and she's the one that really understands how all of this quantum stuff works. She's the one that spent all the time time down there. They're able to get that uh, that communicator thing turned back on that, that Cassie had built and they're going to be able to get out of there, but not before there's a final battle. And this is my favorite part of the whole movie right here, Michaela, because it pulled on my nostalgia heartstrings because it made me think of, we're going to talk about this here one day on Drink the Movies, but you know, that, that greatest movie of all time, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with the big ant uh, full of love. These are warrior ants. Uh, they're ready to go and do your bidding. They're ready to go right. do Dr. Hank Pym's bidding. And you get a big ant army. And that's the best part. That's the best part of the whole movie right there. It's the, the best part army. of the whole movie. I, I totally agree. I mean, I think that what's, what's really cool about it is we forget that they exist. We forget that they were uh, kind of le leapt in. They were sucked into the portal at the beginning of the film. Uh, we never, We don't see them until the end. 
And it turns out uh, that when you get sucked into the quantum realm, I mean, we're really lucky that all five of these characters ended up in the right place in the right time because they could have ended up in any place in any time, apparently. And convenient. Uh, very convenient, <laughs> a little too convenient. Marvel writers, I'm looking at you, okay? Uh, but the ants, however, the ants landed somewhere on that planet or in this space 10,000 years previous. And so they had 10,000 years to continue to develop their intelligence and and uh, learn the technology and learn the weaponry and all of the things that you would need to know in order to, you know, uh, create the anthill that they create and come to the rescue of uh, Hope and Hank and Janet and all the people and all the different citizens that all look really strange and weird as, as citizens of this world, uh, making this one last stand. And uh, it is really cool. Uh, Kang has these very strange robotics. They kind of look like Cybermen. If Cybermen had fish bowls on their head, and I am mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. exaggerating it, it, that's exactly how it looks. And so, it, uh, it, you know, they have this battle and uh, MODOK ended, ends up being killed and it's a very sad thing. Uh, but he, uh, at the end, he he thinks that he's done well enough to become an Avenger and like die with some dignity and and some grace and and that's cool. Um, yeah. So at the very end, it's it's down to Kang and it's down to Scott Lang and they're duking it out. This portal is opened. Um, Cassie gets to jump through. Hope gets to jump through. Hank and Janet finally get through. Uh, but Scott. He, he's you don't think he's going to make it. And I got to say, from a daddy daughter perspective, you start getting a little worried that this is the end of Scott Lang uh, because his number one care has always been his daughter. Um, and you realize, you know, he has some of these regrets that he talks about throughout the film about how, you know, he knows he misses a lot of birth. He missed a lot of birthdays growing up because he was in jail then he was blipped so he missed a lot of birthdays because she was growing up and everybody thought he was dead um or he was blipped and so he's he's like man I'm, I'm gonna get to miss out on seeing all of the amazing ways she's gonna continue to grow up and things and and so you're worried for a minute um but it's a marvel film scott lang's not going anywhere uh manages to uh kick kang to the curb somehow I uh hope aka the wasp flies back through the portal uh to grab scott and get back out of there uh just in time but uh bad news uh potentially on the horizon because kang uh tells scott lang that uh you know if you if you strand me here that's going to be even worse than if you would have just let me leave um and that's going to uh play on scott's psyche as we get into the the final part of the movie here as we're back in the real world now and scott's going about his day just the same way as he was kind of at the beginning of that it's come full circle and uh scott has a brief moment where he says should i be worried about that and he's like nah because scott is a, a carefree uh fun-loving uh ant-man to be sure um and that that's it i don't we didn't really do the film any justice but we did as good as it as it warranted i think um but that being said, Michaela, there are things that I that I liked about the movie. Um, Jonathan Majors, as I mentioned at the top, was was amazing. I thought that the writing for Kang was really inconsistent because sometimes he seemed very powerful and menacing. Sometimes he seemed kind of almost almost like a like a screwball. <laughs> character kind of um it felt it felt really inconsistent but uh jonathan majors is great so i like seeing him um paul rudd you know is acting like paul rudd who's been doing that same role now since clueless so uh you know doing doing that same stuff there i thought michelle pfeiffer was excellent um i really liked her in this film as janet van dyne uh hope uh I, she could have not been in the movie i don't remember the wasp having like 
anything to do uh, until like that very end when she came in and grabbed Scott's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Could have just been Ant-Man. I, I didn't get a lot of Wasp out of this one. Yeah, and I think they, they made this really big deal about the end. She comes to save Scott and then he's like, oh, I love you. And it's like this moment where... Um, I have to say the the chemistry between the two of them non-existent for me. I didn't think it was that great in the second film either. In the mm -hmm. first film, it was okay, um, but I, I, yeah, uh, I, I don't. I, they made some choices there, and I don't. I don't really understand it. I think Michelle Pfeiffer did an excellent job given the script that she had. I mean, um, she does a really good job of telling people that she's not going to tell them what's going on yet. Um, uh, I don't understand why, because I think as a, as a, and I might sound sexist, but as a woman, I would be like, here's all the information I have. We have to go do this. And here's why. And you have to listen to me instead. It's totally the opposite. Like, listen to me, but you know, I don't have to tell you why you're just going to have to trust me. It makes zero sense to me. Um, and probably, uh, you know, why they, the plot moved the way that it did because they couldn't have done it any other way, but uh, yeah. choices were made. People were blamed and right. <laughs> people were blamed. That's right. Uh, dogs and cats living together. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, she they kind of played it off as Janet didn't want to talk about the quantum realm, uh, which is fine. But it seems like if you're a scientist that once you get there, that maybe you say, well, you know, time to time to buck up and uh, say what's going on uh, down here. Uh, converse to that. I thought Michelle Pfeiffer was excellent. I thought Michael Douglas was like, how many of these films do I have to be in? get me out of here what does my contract say do i have to keep doing this how big is my check okay i will do it but um yeah i i don't know catherine Newton was good was was really good as cassie i thought uh like i said she was a new cassie um but i thought that she did good so i and visually i thought that it that it looked fine i kind of liked the uprising i liked seeing you know kind of the variety and assortment of different creatures that lived in the quantum realm and then ant army ant army is the best uh for sure yeah Oh my gosh. I mean, and I think from a special effects perspective, my favorite part was the ants. Uh, you know, what I found kind of interesting was that they used the same idea of the ants with all of the different Scott Langs. Um, you know, they kind of climbed on each other so that he could that he could get out of wherever he was at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think it's really telling. We saw this film pretty recently and we're still, you know, kind of talking about it in a very general sense um, because like some of these really effects-driven films, uh, there's not a lot of devil in the details. It, it's very kind of an open uh, kind of grand story arc that you're meant to remember. Um, I, I I love Jonathan Majors in this. Um I'm so excited to see him do so well this year. I mean, he was in Lovecraft Country and he was absolutely amazing. If you've not seen that, uh, it's a really great HBO television series. Go do it. Um, but I'm really glad that he is uh, coming on strong this year. Um, and I thought he did really well. I think you're right about the inconsistency. Um, spoiler alert, halfway through the credits, um, Maybe Kang was correct because there's like a billion Kang sitting on a planet somewhere looking at something that looks like it's out of the mm -hmm, gladiator mm -hmm. where they're fighting and they're like, hey, I've got all the Kangs. And, and <laughs> yeah, all different... the Kangs are like, we got a zombie Kang and we got a like a little Muffet Kang and we got like yeah, a. See, we had different Kangs, but we had all the same Scots. See, right. come on, get get mm. it together. But yeah, there were a lot of a lot of Kangs. So it sounds like they could be they could be pretty mad, right? Because I think the Kangs are talking to each other. Like, man, whatever realm Earth is six one six or whatever they call us. I don't know. Uh, it sounds like uh, they're going to need snuffed out here <laughs> shortly. So uh, that could be car fifty four. Where are you? 
Um, and then the real the real reason for this two hour and four minute movie was to make sure you have your Disney Plus subscription because the post credit scene is uh, Loki and uh, Mobius uh, there seeing another variant of Kang. So uh, yeah, get that lined up. Your twelve dollars a month or whatever, and you'll be able to carry on with the uh, MCU goodness. So um, I don't know, Michaela, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Um, I had I had high hopes, um, kind of like you. I didn't really love Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, you know, it was just it was just kind of okay. It's very uh, kind of forgettable, I guess. Almost, um, I don't I don't really don't like saying that, but you know, there's been 31 of these. Most of these, you know, there are a couple of standouts, and everything else is kind of kind of in the wash to me. But like I said, Ant Man is a character, is a story from the original one, 2015, that I liked a lot, and I was hoping that it kind of would would get more back to that a little bit, and maybe you know Scott kind of teaching uh, Cassie more, which they addressed very very lightly. But I don't know, I just this one wasn't it for me it did not hit for me yeah i mean i i think that a lot of people um and i think i'm totally right here marvel universe so pay attention i think a lot of people are getting into because we're like on phase four phase five of the marvel universe um we have got six are we six? Oh dear all things that are good um okay we are getting very wary. Um, we're we're in like Marvel exhaustion or um, kind kind of this over saturation, perhaps because now uh, every uh, unless you're going to do something really special with either the uh, Nemesis, um, because we've had a, a couple of really cool takes um, on you know the evil doers in the past couple of films. Like we really, we talked about how um, in Doctor Strange uh, entering the the multiverse, how it was really neat that the Scarlet Witch was now kind of a baddie and where that comes from and why that is. And the the God Killer within Thor Love and Thunder, those were kind of interesting takes on, on that. Um, <laughs> you know, there wasn't, there, there's just not a lot here. So we don't know why Kang is this way. We don't know why he was excommunicated. They're setting it up for something, but it feels like this is just a stepping stone in another um, that's going to lead us down another series or another couple of movies. And so um, it, it's, it's, it's almost too um, produced now where mm -hmm. it's like, well, we, we didn't really need this. We could have probably gotten this in a film that was not uh, 204 minutes uh, or two mm -hmm. hours and four minutes. Um, it probably could have been something else. Um, uh, another way to get this information. And so it's, it's just starting to feel very fatigued as an audience member. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, uh, I mean, and I, there are some Marvel films that are still just absolutely great. Th this is probably the only time I'm going to watch it. I don't think I'm, <laughs> it's probably, my son is probably going to watch this because it's going to get on Disney Plus at some point. And he's going to watch this 87 times. Um, so good on you, Disney. But um, yeah, yeah, not, not my favorite of all of them. Yeah, there's there's something to be said for some secrecy because one of, one of kind of the compelling parts of that original kind of Avengers run um up through endgame was that scott disappeared he went to the to this quantum realm so he basically missed out on the blip and then but that was all kind of a, a mystery and and secret and we didn't know what it was and that was more interesting than <laughs> seeing it i think so yeah and where was he because he was gone for like it was like eight months or I know it was, it was five years. It was a long time. He was gone, but I don't know how long he was gone on the quantum realm. Yeah. And that would have been 
I think they I think they say it's only a couple hours, but that could that was an opportunity where they could have been like, what did he do in the quantum realm and how did he get out? And no. You're right. No. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause then they could have they could have played it off, right? You know, as uh um as you know, Janet was some superstar of the quantum realm. Scott could have been the Scott <laughs> Lang of the quantum realm, uh, which which would have been another level. I don't know. Uh, this this one, uh, like I said, it it didn't hit, but I, they're still fun to to go and see and talk about. And obviously, you know, kind of everyone does. So it's it's important from from that standpoint. I I guess. And it was good to take a break in our Oscar watch, Michaela, because that is what we really have going on this time of year. We are blitzing through movies left, right, and center, and we've got a bunch of fun Oscar stuff. Uh, uh, going on um, over on our uh, Patreon. It's patreon.com slash drink the movies. We've got all of our best picture uh, nominee episodes going up there, little mini episodes. We've got our prize packages up. It's on the website, which is drinkthemovies.com. You can go, you can enter to win our prize pack. Just make the most Oscar picks. But um, but yeah, that those are Oscar films. This is Ant-Man and the Wasp. So let us know at home if you uh, went out and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantum Realm or Quantum Mania. Uh, let us know what you thought about it. Let us know what you think about ant-man and the wasp in general as uh comic book characters as these movie characters and what your favorite mcu stuff is what you're looking forward to coming out because uh, 31 we'll get three or four more of these this year probably so uh let us know all that stuff you can do that on our social medias it's at drink the movies on instagram and twitter and hive and facebook.com slash drink the movies uh, if you want to see the picture of the uh, quantum realm shot that we did you can do that on the website which again is drinkthemovies.com um, and we'd really appreciate it if you had a few moments to spare if you headed over to apple podcasts or spotify if you listen to us there uh leave us a nice review we'll feature it on the uh, episode uh, and we'd really appreciate it and if you don't listen to us there where else can they get subscribed michaela you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Good Pods, anywhere where Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you're liking what you're hearing, go ahead and uh, subscribe to us. We do two drops a week. Uh, this is separate from our Patreon, so it's completely free. Um, and uh, if you're liking what you're hearing even more, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps us get all the Drink the Movie stuff out there. Uh, that's right. So, uh, Michaela, that is Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, but like I said, we are Oscar season uh, all time now. So next week, look forward to our Oscar preview show. The Oscars are already upon us. It's crazy uh, how fast this last year went. So uh, we're going to be going through all of the uh, nominees. We're going to be making our picks and uh, getting them submitted to our Oscar picks. So um, I don't know, Michaela, Ant-Man and the Wasp, what do you think? Hmm. Eh. I think I'm ready for another drink. That's what I think. <laughs> I think I am going to second you there. So uh, let's go do that. We'll take a break. We will wrap up the last uh, 10 or so films we need to see. And we'll talk to everyone next time on Drink, drink the, the Movies. Quantum Tastic. Don't be a D word. Oh, we're supposed to say big ass son on the movie poster. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Big ass son on the movie poster. That's not even, a quote from the movie. <laughs> even the even even the poster didn't know there, what I was doing. There are quantum people in the quantum realm. That was that was pretty funny. <laughs>